scribble notes, uh, scribble notes when I wrote these quotes. If I offend, pardon me, there's more of me to grow. Creative in my process, enjoy the show. The will is different when you recognize the different strokes. Different folks, same goals, we all want the most. So when we reach the top, we can enjoy the toast. The type of bread we get is fresh about the bakery. Told them don't play with me. With or without a degree, don't question my intensity. Bravery, similar to agencies that want to see you fold. So just pray for me and pray for me. Einstein with my energy. Welcome to the Scribble Notes podcast. How how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm doing well. Um, it's a little bit chilly here in Colorado, so start trying to stay warm. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I cannot complain. I'm not in Colorado, so it's a little yeah. bit nicer out today, Connecticut. Um, but why don't you introduce yourself for the listeners and people who might not know who you are? Okay, perfect. Uh, So I am Becca Berge, and I write uh, young adult and new adult fantasy. And I've got four books out uh, with another few on the way, a couple anthologies, uh, which is going to be fun. And uh, yeah, just kind of, just kind of, you know, doing, doing the thing. I don't know. (laughs) Writing, the writing, publishing thing. Yeah. (laughs) So, so what made you want to, it's going to be like a weird question when I phrase it, but like, what made you want to become a writer? What made you uh, want to be published? What, what, what was that journey like for you? Yeah. Uh, so I started officially writing books about 10 years ago um, and then had a, a bit of a, um, a like pause on books. Um, because I ended up working um, at a magazine as a journalist in Los Angeles. And so I was doing that for a few years. And then I did some freelance for them, um, which helped me, I think, figure out how to write a good story, if that makes sense. Like before that, you know, I, I was kind of writing books, not very well, you know, it's, it's kind of a, one of those things where it, the story just isn't quite centered if you know what I mean like there's no like focus um so I think yeah being a journalist helped me figure out how to um how to tell a story uh very concisely and like what the actual point of the story is um and so after I kind of stepped away from journalism um jumped back into books and then started publishing (laughs) Mm. Mm. so that's like a really cool little story you have um and like how you got to this point because I feel like there's so many different places people come from like for myself I I was like I I did I got my master's degree in counseling um and it was through that and like doing research and like learning more about the human mind and how people behave that then got me interested in like writing stories and I've always been interested in fantasy and it just like spiraled into me now like publishing fantasy books but I think it's like really cool coming from like an editing space and like learning how to tell a story like learning what what are the elements that really need to be there um to make it something interesting I think that's really cool yeah well I mean that is that's the whole the whole thing right there is figuring out how to tell a compelling story um and that I think definitely I like I don't care how talented you are it takes time to figure that out (laughs) (laughs) does it happen overnight no no definitely not you know it I think in the 
or at least for me in the beginning stages of writing books, um, I was in my early twenties and I like randomly decided to write, uh, a um, Russian spy novel, which is like, so not my thing, <laughs> but I like, you know, just went for it and it was awful and terrible, but, you know, learned a lot from that one. <laughs> mm, mm, as you should, as you should. Yep. <laughs> so talking about stories, talking about how, how, how you come up with the narrative, what's your, what, what's it like for you making a story and trying to make it compelling and complete? I I know for myself it's this love hate relationship. I always need the end of my story before I can write the middle. So I just have this like I have to, I get obsessed with the ending, making sure that whatever the point is, I know I can get there. Um, but what's it like for you? How do you tell your stories? How do you write your stories? Uh, for me, it, it always begins with the characters. Uh, the character is where I begin. Whoop, sorry, my dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> characters um, is is where it begins for me figuring out um, who they are. Why am I telling this story? Um, the why for me is really important. I have to know, like, why is this important? Why is this interesting? Why should anyone want to read it? Um, and then after that, the the story itself begins to unfold surrounding the characters. And very similarly, um, I do need to know the ending before I begin, because I need to know, you know, where where this is going. Like, how am I going to get there? <laughs> how do I get to that point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do I get to this uh, this climax at the end? Like, where do yep. we I'm uh, I find myself doing something like that. Like, I love having compelling characters. I like having interesting characters. I wouldn't say compelling, just interesting. Um, and I feel like that's the. That's always been, or that is my favorite part of just writing and storytelling outside of world building, which I feel like a lot of writers, especially fancy writers, it's like world building is the place to be. Uh, that process is always super fun coming up with all the crazy ideas that can go through your head about the way a society works. I'm even right now, uh, it's a side tangent. I'm like, I have two different lists going on. One is for the, this third book in my trilogy. So I have some some ideas, some pieces that I'm putting in towards that. I'm like, all right, these are going to be cool concepts to include. And then another list is literally all of the rest of the book ideas I have that exist in the world. And I'm like, the anytime I get any inspiration, uh, the inspiration is going one of those two lists right now. And I think uh, just as someone who's looking at storytelling and someone that uh, might be struggling to figure out what story they want to tell. Um, how do you do it? How do you figure out which story you want to tell? Which books do you want to publish or which ones do you want to actually write? Um, how do you do that? Ooh, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with my mood at the time. <laughs> like, am I, am I in the mood for something that's like really um, intense and uh, and very kind of wild and all over the place, which is kind of where sedendum falls into um because that one is my new adult fantasy and it's very uh kind of almost in a way like aggressive it's almost like an aggressive story like it there are seven characters um and and they're all uh in this game um that is uh designed by the god of death and so the game is very um intense cutthroat 
people die. You know, it's a, it was like, I was in the mood for that when I wrote it. I was in the mood to write something like just crazy and just, you know, have as much fun as I could possibly have with it, um, which I did. I had lots of fun. Um, and then my latest book, Needlework, um, is with a group of musicians. And so that one is a little bit more, um, you know, heartfelt and heavy, and it has a bit of a, a romantic aspect to it. But both characters come from like, you know, a lot of pain and a lot of sadness. And that's something I wrote when I was, you know, very much in that place of just like, just a little bit sad, a little bit down. And, um, and that's how that book came to be. Um, and then, you know, the, the short stories I'm doing right now are just very, very much on the whimsical side of things, trying to keep everything fairly lighthearted, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I always lean toward like dark fantasy. So mm. the stories are, um, you know, I always, I, I just go there, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also write dark fantasy, so I, um, very much in that camp I'm like ah I want to tell this amazing story of love and how this person achieved but I don't know how to not do that with a bunch of pain so those are like <laughs> just the way I, I figure myself writing all the time um what have you been uh, what have you been what have you been writing recently what are, what have you been up to what have you been working on yeah uh so uh, the second, the second short story, um, that I'm doing currently is, um, kind of like my version of a fairy tale. Um, definitely more along the lines of like Grimm's brothers. Like there's, there's, you know, that darkness, that kind of, um, the, the ruthless kind of myth mythology, mythological characters or not characters, creatures, um, part of it. Uh, but yeah, so it's a fairy tale that, um, is, uh, two of the characters, um, they're the main characters that it follows are, uh, a, a, the younger brother of like Prince Charming. So, you know, there's always that, um, that focus on Prince Charming and Cinderella, but like, what if he had a younger brother and he was kind of, you know, an, an angsty artsy type, um, that doesn't like to follow the rules, doesn't really enjoy, I suppose, being royal in a way. Um, and the other character uh, is this girl who um, has been sick since the day she was born. So she's got um, this like kind of reversal of a curse in a way, um, not to give too much away, but... <laughs> Um, she has essentially been cursed since she was born. And so she's been sick, um, her whole life and she's continuing to get worse and worse the older she gets. And so it follows their kind of journey, um, into trying to find a cure for her, um, so that she doesn't die. Cause she's very close to, to that point in her life. Um, and so it's kind of, it's fun because there's, they enter, um, this like very creepy forest um, where like all the colors are flipped upside down, very Alice in Wonderland. Um, and 
uh, was inspired by this, like in, this painting that I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with the artist. She does open impressionism. And so it's all very like upside down colors. And I loved it. And so it kind of inspired this whole going into an enchanted forest that is all very confusing. Um, but they're on their path to try and find a cure. <laughs> oh, that sounds so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's kind of a mess right now, but you know, mm. first drafts are always a mess. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to ask about your first draft. I was going to say, um, when you're making, when you write your first draft, do you just like power through the whole thing? Do you stop chapter by chapter, reevaluate? Um, what kind of writer are you? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm very much a plotter and I, I must know what is going to happen at every point in the story. Um, and I usually like to sort of power through the first draft. Um, I do a little bit of editing along, along the way, just to make sure that, um, you know, the last chapter works in the newest chapter that I'm writing. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of editing, but absolutely powering through like the first draft is not great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What about you? What about, and you're very uh, much power through. I, so I am a power through. I like, I will, I will start the book from chapter one. I have to read, I have to write in chronological order, which also mm -hmm. just it annoys me sometimes. Um, but I write in chronological order and I usually write one character at a time. So mm -hmm. like I use multiple character perspectives, but I'm like, oh, we're just going to follow this one person's plot line from start yeah. to finish. And then that's where, <laughs> and then from there, it's like, it usually changes a whole bunch of other stuff because now I want to like write other people's storylines and have tie-ins and references and timelines and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm usually I'm usually plotting out every single scene. I usually know I'm I'm better now than I was before, but I'm now I know where they're at location-wise and which characters will be in this scene. I felt like that was like a really good place to start because for the long, my first uh my first book, it was so much fun because I was like, "Oh, you know what? They're going to walk into this room and because I have nothing nothing established, no characters established, like these people will be here. Let's start making people, making characters. And it felt like everywhere I went or everywhere the character went, I was just making new people <laughs> who were not a part of the plot <laughs> like before. So it was very fun, but it, it really stressed me out because I felt like every scene I was like just trying to figure out who would be there. Um, <laughs> where now I'm like, okay, it's clear these people will be there because they are the little crew or the band, the group, they, they're doing it. So yeah. uh, it's changed a lot. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, with characters, you know, especially if you're just focusing on the, on one particular for a while, it, it does end up changing like half the plot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like what? Wait, I was I wasn't gonna go this way, but I guess now we're going that way. <laughs> yeah, like now we have this, and like God forbid if you make a new cool character out of nowhere, because mm -hmm. that just happens sometimes. You're like, oh, let's just have a <laughs> random person that's just it's like ruins the whole thing. I had a random like servant maid <laughs> that I I created her, 
made her too funny. It was just like I made her comments too funny for her to disappear for the rest of the book. So then I was like, how can I add her back in? And now <laughs> she's <laughs> doing all types of crazy stuff that she wasn't supposed to be a part of. And uh, she needs a wrap up for the final book of the trilogy. And I'm like, you were just a random thought that was not <laughs> supposed to be this important. Oh, yeah. Go. How's I, it go? Uh, it, it, but isn't that crazy how that happens? Like, it's supposed to be just like a tiny bit, but then you start to fall in love with that character. And so then they are like always around. <laughs> <laughs> They're always around. They're always doing something. I think it's also really cool just um, just talking about that because it is fun to, to plot, but it's also fun to just create. And I think sometimes... Um, Sometimes writers, I know some people I talked to, to online, they were talking about writer's block. Mm. And I was I was kind of telling them that some of some of the writer's block comes from trying so hard to write a good story versus just writing what's what you like, just what comes up. And sometimes that's the stuff that's most fun. Like what just comes up when you're thinking and when you're writing and what you what what, did, what are your characters experiencing? Who knocks on the door and who comes through that door? And I think that's the that that stuff has been what I've been talking to people mostly about, because I think um, I think that writer's block is really easy to overcome if you give yourself a little bit more fun and flexibility. Absolutely. I think that's something that I I try and remind myself of um, often is like writing should be fun. Like this is fun and it's art and just explore and have fun. And, you know, what happens happens the characters I mean I remember um with Sedendum there's this like creepy little creature called a boloco and um I decided that he was going to be like the uh little like soldier of death because he works with the trickster god and um and he's this wild just crazy ruthless character that shows up out of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) I just had a lot of fun with him and I like started to fall in love with him. I was like, he's a terrible character, but I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I love this character. I can't let him go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, go, it goes, to, it goes so far. And it's actually really funny because I think a lot of the most fun, the, a lot of the fun pieces of writing isn't what we know. Cause like we can have a great idea what the storyline will be or plot line will be. And even, even plotters change course. Um, but it's like, you can, you can have an idea of the ending, but it doesn't stop the rest of the story from being created and all these side characters from playing a role. And I think the fun piece, at least for me, is how do I connect the dots? Like, how do I get them to that point at the end that they need to be at? And a lot of that comes from character motivations. And if they're always motivated to get to that point, they'll get there. Um, and all the things that happen throughout it will just be a piece of their story and I think that's the that's been the fun for me Um, what's been fun for you when you're writing what has been so fun what what keeps you writing um well I think you know as you're talking about character motivation that's huge and I think people are very like flawed in a way that you know you have a lot of wiggle room to play around with um so I love morally gray characters. I love them. They're amazing. They're like my bread and butter. I just love them. <laughs> and I try and have them in every book because I feel like I can 
I can play around a lot more with a morally great character. And like, I know their motivation, the reader knows their motivation, but how we get to the end or how we get to the climax of the story or the meaning of the story is, um, is the, is the, the juicy part, you know, like that's a, you can just have a blast in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we continue, here's a message from this episode's sponsor, Workaholics. Workaholics is an American apparel company that specializes in fitness merchandise. They create clothing that gives you a comfortable feel even when the workout's tough. When your tank is on E, ask yourself, how hard you working? That defines them, but that's the question that also will help you become the best version of yourself. You can follow them at work underscore merch underscore on Instagram. That's at work, W-E-R-K underscore merch underscore on Instagram. Let's get back to the show. So, like that's what it's about. Yes, exactly. Like I love, I love um the characters that may on the on the surface be kind of hard to root for, but then you begin to unravel them as you're reading and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is I can relate to this. Like <laughs> I would never tell anyone that I feel this way, but like I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Um, so, so you've written, you published quite a few books already. Um, what have you learned, uh, through your publishing journeys and what is different now than that first time around when you knew very little, most likely <laughs> like yeah. I did very, very little. <laughs> yes. Same. <laughs> I, uh, I keep that first book around as like, look how far you've come. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, oof, um, I think I've learned, you know, how to, the, the why of a story, you know, like, why is this, um, why is the plot happening? Um, and, and also character motivation being really crystal clear with motivations, um, I think helps the reader, like, kind of connect or relate or get invested in the story if, like, they're able to understand why this character is doing what they're doing. So I think character motivations are huge. And um, I try and uh, and bring those to the front of the story fairly quickly um, so that the reader kind of is engaged before we hit like the 50 page mark. Like I, I try and keep and get, you know, a good section of the plot going, um, before we hit 50 pages, because then after those 50 pages, I just want to like out of here, you know, we're going the clock, the clock, not the clock, the plot <laughs> is out of here. It's moving. So, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, you, you get on the highway and you're just cruising. <laughs> um, so that's how it feels. I, or at least for me, when I'm writing it, that's how it feels um, is to try and get things going as quickly as possible. And um, in a way that is interesting, um, because, you know, if I don't want to read it, why, why, would, why would someone else want to read it? You know, it's like, I feel very, um, very much like uh, learning from a reader's perspective when I read a book, you know, how, how uh, a story gets a hold of me and then trying to um, utilize those skills that other authors have done beautifully 
um, and and kind of be like, okay, so this is how you write a good story. <laughs> yeah. Learning. <laughs> <laughs> Learning every day. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that sense of progress, um, getting getting readers invested in either the character or the direction that the character is going to move in early on is super critical because sometimes it, it could t- if it takes too long to really feel like there's a point or rhyme or reason um, it's easy to kind of fall out of the story and say like okay there's not really a there's like nothing for me to feel like I'm waiting for I'm anticipating uh, or even like okay I can see where this I can see this going somewhere and I know with my my second book it like when you said that it just made me think of uh, one of the characters uh, Asher based off his ending in one of the in the prior book he like he's he's supposed to be on a boat going somewhere and it's like the most open you can make any character end as an author just going somewhere on a boat is where they left off in first the first book so when I opened up the second book I was like okay we can have him going somewhere forever we can like spend chapter after chapter describing his journey his first journey on a boat um (laughs) because like you could do that um or I was like I can just have something happen and and I just decided we spent a little bit of time early in the chapter him getting his bearings you kind of getting reminded of some things that happened um and then the action like just this moment just hits and once it hits every person that read that chapter afterwards was like I just had no clue what was gonna happen from here (laughs) it was like after they like this whole thing happens it's like where do they go from here and every step gets wilder and wilder and wilder as you get to go and his in his like storyline was one of the most fun experiences I had writing because it was just like I knew the plot. I knew where his, I knew where he was going to end. And because we started so quickly, it just made it a crazy ride the whole way through. And it was really cool because I could balance with other characters in the book, but like his, his line was one everyone wanted to get back to, uh, which gives readers the sense of movement that you kind of want. Yeah, exactly. I think you can always tell when a writer was having a lot of fun with it because it's so fun to read. (laughs) it's just like you can't put it down like when people talk about you know a page turner or a book that like oh my gosh I was up till three in the morning um you know that's what you want yeah (laughs) that's where it feels good so so you published a lot and you've been you've written a lot what is your kind of release strategy look like when you're getting ready to launch a book um so it has, I've been learning as I've been going. Cause my first two books, I like, didn't know how to market. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean marketing? <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, uh, definitely kind of like a slow burn tease, you know, you, you tease the cover, then you've got the cover reveal, you tease a little bit more about um, the book and chapters and characters and doing like mood boards or aesthetic boards with um, different characters or even just the the plot in general. Um, and then I try and have um, my ARC group, uh, my straight team, <laughs> um, you know, give them all a copy with 
uh, probably about like a month or so before. Um, so that hopefully on release day, you have some reviews coming in, which is good to kind of help build momentum. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just, uh, essentially trying to get all your friends to, uh, help you promote. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a huge undertaking. That's why. Exactly. And, you know, I have been on the other side of things with publishing, um, just working for a magazine and kind of seeing how that all works and, and being a part of like a PR team and you're just like, Oh, okay. Um, you know, we have, you have press releases and all sorts of stuff. And like, I totally think with indie publishing, what's, what's really cool about it is you are in full creative control the entire time, which is great because I have friends who are in traditional and, um, and it's great. And, you know, they have, uh, well, some of them have had very, um, you know, positive experiences with it, but you, you really don't have control over, you know, pricing. Like if you want to do, um, you know, a, a free, you know, the book is free for X amount of days or a 99 cent deal. Like you don't usually have too much say in that. So with, with indie, you, I mean, you can do whatever you want. That book can be 99 cents, you know, forever or leading up to release day or, you know, however you want to do it. Um, so that's what I really like. I like having control. <laughs> yeah. And that control is something that is so underrated. Um, yes. it, because it, it feels really good. It feels good to go through the process from start to finish, knowing that the product that you came up with and the thing that, your 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 story is in the packaging you want and with the cover that you like um in the places that you want and then you have control over it from there and i think some of that control is difficult especially if you don't know what you want to do because just advertising is a it's it's so much bigger than i think anyone is ever ready for because it's such a play like pay the pay to win place um, but at the same time, there's so many ways to market and so many ways to get your book in front of people's eyes. And there are just countless tools and opportunities. Uh, what have been some of those things that have worked well for you, um, advertising wise? Um, so Amazon ads is like hit and miss. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where like, I don't, I don't know that I love it, but I do know it has worked occasionally. Um, uh, not the biggest fan of like Facebook or Instagram ads because I don't don't know they actually. Well, for me, they haven't worked. Maybe I just need them for longer, but it's just like gets kind of pricey. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh. <laughs> you want anyone to see your stuff? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have become a big fan of giveaways, um, being a part of like uh, Facebook takeover parties. Those are great. Um, newsletter swaps with people. So, um, you know, they'll put your books in their newsletter and you'll put your theirs in yours. Um, that has actually worked pretty well. Um, and then I know this is like not ideal, but I do give away a lot of free books. Like Mm. I, I got on book funnel and I was doing giveaways left, right, and center. (laughs) 
um, trying to get people interested in one and then hopefully they'd be interested to buy the others. Um, and then I was very shocked um, when I was able to get my library to pick up my books. Mm. So now my books are at the library. That's awesome. Great. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was, I was surprised. I didn't think they would, but they did. That's crazy. That's incredible. (laughs) It is a lot of advocating for yourself though. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that like I have had to become really comfortable with because it's like, so not something that I'm comfortable with, (laughs) but being like, Hey, I wrote these books and like, maybe you'll like them. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, ah, you have to like learn to pitch yourself kind of, which is always such a weird thing. I think yeah. pitching pitching the book is also still weird to me. Like someone says, what's your book about? I'm like, I don't know. Read the back. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. I can explain it, but it's going to be not as in-depth as it really is. There's just so many things. I think just being an author, you're kind of you're kind of put out in the world and you have to just realize that it's also this business that's associated with the writing. The writing can be so much fun, but then you have the editing and actually creating something and proofreading and get making sure that the product is polished before it gets out to everyone else. Uh, there's all that piece that's still associated. So there's, there's a lot that goes into it um, that I think gets underplayed sometimes because if you only talk about writing, then you almost never talk about publishing and how much of a, how much of a tough task that is for independent publishers and self-published folks, because it's difficult. It's not a, a easy process, even though some, some people make it look super easy. Uh, they just have it down, but. They do. Uh, they like do rapid release. And I'm just like, Oh yeah. <laughs> hmm. I try to have a, a rapid release. I can imagine like writing the books that much. And then just, I can't even keep a track of the two books I have. So. Yeah, I know. And then like holding on to the whole series and making it everything is edited and they everything has a cover and you're just like, okay, we're gonna do like one a month. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems so hard. I, I it does seem very hard. It what it seems hard for me to like hold back books when they're finished. That already seems hard enough because after it's like done, I, all I want to do is publish it. Um, but it's like you're waiting yeah well like there's so many steps that people don't know about with like you know it's the writing the book then the editing 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 better readers then your actual copy editor and then proofreading and and then eventually you know you usually do like five terrified extra reads before you actually you know publish it (laughs) yep and Oh, and then it's always fun when your your ARC readers, your your street team comes back and they're like, so I saw this plot hole. And you're like, no, you're like not a plot hole. Not exactly. The one thing that can't be there. I know. Oh, but yeah. And and then there's a, a finished product and hopefully it's shiny and great. And, you know, there's yeah, you just kind of put it out into the world and and hope it's gonna be okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah market and all the things that follow and there, there, there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it um so what kind of advice do you have for somebody looking to self-publish a book based off of all your experience and the many 
many stories you have written in public. Um, you make me sound so much cooler than I really am. Hey, I'm listen, hey, all I can do <laughs> is see what you've done. <laughs> you've done a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so advice. Um, don't come. I mean, this is, this is, you know, you hear all the time. Don't compare where you're at to where someone's at five years later, like someone who has, you know, over a hundred reviews on their books and, you know, they've published like 10 novels and you're just like, how do I get there? Um, don't compare yourself to that. Be kind to yourself, like really give yourself some grace. Like you're, you're just starting out. It's the beginning is always very, um, hard because you just don't, you just don't know what you're doing. Like you can ask everybody, but when you're still doing it, like in the process of, of getting it out there, um, and it's your first debut novel, like it's so hard. And so, you know, be kind to yourself, make friends on Instagram, on TikTok, on whatever, um, you know, have, having friends, um, also be able to, to talk about your books or to make a post about your books is huge. I think, um, I try to do that a lot. I, I have like these little calling all authors posts that started, you know, in like June as like a game, um, to myself. And then now it's like every month people are like, Hey, I have this book coming up. Do you want to, can you help me? And I'm like, mm. sure. Of course. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. Cause I know how crazy and, and, and overwhelming, the very beginning is, or even just every book. I mean, it's like, how do you get your book out there? And, um, so yeah, give yourself some grace, be kind to yourself, make friends and, um, and yeah, just kind of roll with it. Cause it's going to be, um, not necessarily smooth sailing, <laughs> mm. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. I, I think those are, those are really solid points because, when you're first starting out, you're, when, you, when you are first starting out, there's so much you don't know. And there's so much that you really can't know because as much as like you want, you can get advice and you can get people's thoughts. There's so many things that just happen that you just, you just couldn't foresee. Like one, I remember one of the things that, that happened to me that like, I didn't even hear anyone talk about really, because I was trying to figure out how to publish an audiobook. is <sighs> that like, ACX will just they just publish it whenever like they, they you can't choose the date they'll be like oh anytime within the next 30 days <laughs> <laughs> so I would just like Surprise. yeah I was like what do you mean I have a release date oh. <laughs> and you're just gonna publish it whenever and they're like yeah it's whatever it gets done with quality with quality control checks Mm-hmm. So that like really changed some of the marketing stuff that I had planned because I didn't know that. And I don't think there would be that wouldn't be something necessarily that every single author is going to lead with when talking about audiobooks. So it's like sometimes information gets missed and it worked out because it always works out like no matter what, it always <laughs> figures its, its, its way. And then the best piece of advice I've ever gotten is that your, your book doesn't just disappear after it's been up for a year, like it lasts forever. So you can always talk about it. You can always promote it. Um, it'll always be news to the reader the first time they get it. So that's always, um, stuck with me, but yeah, what you're saying is like so accurate as far as like what to do if you're, if you're new trying to start. 
Thank you. I hope, I hope so. I hope I'm like giving like decent advice. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, I, I know a little bit, but still, still learning. I mean, I remember the first time I uploaded to KDP and it was like all of these questions. And I was like, I don't know what to pick. <laughs> How do I know? <laughs> and, you know, when you're uploading for your paperback and, and, and figuring out the formatting is a whole whole other thing <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot <laughs> yeah it is a lot people have no idea and then our book is up there and it's like 2.99 and you're like you've no idea how like this should be like two thousand dollars like, <laughs> but yeah no I, I completely i completely feel that that's uh nothing's ever been so true like you after all the work you still you posted up for 2.99 Yep. <laughs> like, and there's like, you know, hopefully a few sales a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, gosh. But it's so worth it. It's worth it every time. So that's the right. other piece. It is really worth it. What has been um some of the best uh feedback you've gotten from from readers? Ooh, um, I always love when with with Sedendum, um, I love when people tell me they didn't see the ending coming. Cause I feel like then I like master craft puzzler <laughs> like yes <laughs> um and then with needlework I love it when people feel like they can relate to it or it feels um you know something that they just you know enjoyed and and it was it was you know a nice lovely story um I love when people tell me they enjoyed it like mm -hmm. that's really all I want is I want readers to enjoy the story I want them to feel like they've been immersed into a new world for a little while and it's been a bit of a reprieve from life. And, um, and so, yeah, just, if you enjoy it, that's, that's all I want. <laughs> mm. It's just, yeah, simple. Genuine joy. Uh, mm -hmm. Reviews go such a long way for authors. Um, so if you're listening, make sure you review any books that you're reading or just finished reading. Uh, always important to help authors but it's also really cool to to hear like just what authors are looking for what you're looking for um and I think being able to have someone enjoy your story uh as small as it might seem to someone else it's like that that means the world and when people can like write that and they say that it like will stick with you um so it's always important to acknowledge the good things yeah yeah. And you know, if you're reading a book and you've enjoyed it and you review it, which is always, you know, important reviews are great. <laughs> um, but even like, I love when people just send me a DM and mm. it's like a really quick thing. Like, Oh, I just finished your book and I enjoyed it so much. And like, very simple. Like it doesn't have to be like a, a big, long, you know, essay of like, why I liked your book. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very simple. You know, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, that's, that is, that is everything to me. Like, I feel like I did my job if people enjoy it, you know? Yeah. I know exactly what, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, it's been, I felt that anytime someone reads the book and you're like, ah, you finished, like now we can, I always feel like I can talk to the person finally, now we can actually talk. Like now we can actually move on. Yeah. All right. Now that you know the plot twist and all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, which characters did you like? What mm -hmm. worked for you? <laughs> what worked? What didn't work? What are you thinking? Any yeah. ideas for what's coming up? Because I, I literally <laughs> love asking people if they have like 
any types of for like any predictions. I love predictions. Yeah. Mostly what? because I know what I, I know the endings, but I'm like, what are your predictions? Like, where do you think it's going to go? Yeah, exactly. It's so fun. And, you know, that's, 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 you know, part of the joy of being able to, to talk to readers because we don't necessarily hold, especially now with COVID, but um, being able to hold like a reading or a signing at like a local bookstore or something um, and being able to like connect with readers and be like, you know, what did you enjoy? And thank you so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, just the social media, I feel like allows for that um, connection to happen with a reader and, and yeah, getting their thoughts. Like, what did you think? Where do you think this is going? Like you were saying, it's, it's fun to, to hear that. It's yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are some of the best, some of the best things to hear. Um, where can people connect with you online? Where can they, can they find you on social media? Where can they buy the books? Yeah. Uh, so everything's on Amazon, um, Needlework, Sidendum, and the Shadow Series. Books one and two, I haven't finished the trilogy yet. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> but uh, Amazon, and then um, I have an Instagram, uh, just Becca.Bergie, and then TikTok, same thing. Um, I'm not great at TikTok, so don't expect much. <laughs> it's really bad. Setting setting the expectation now. Oh yeah. Just keep them really low. Um, and then um I have my website, uh crpsbookshelf.com. And I am hoping in the next six months or so um to be able to have a possibly Etsy shop where mm. um you can buy a signed copy um straight from me so i'm, I'm hope i want to like get that going because i think that's cool to be able to offer signed copies um and then the audiobooks are in progress hey. so hold tight everybody <laughs> awesome awesome i love me a good audiobook i'm like i, I read so many audiobooks in comparison because i'm always driving or going somewhere yeah but Just i love it I know, I know. I'm about to hit a uh, go on a long road trip. And so I was like, okay, I need like two audiobooks, a couple of podcasts, you know, keep things fun and interesting. Cause you know, music will only do so much. I love music. Mm -hmm. Music is like my bread and butter. I love it so much. But sometimes you just need to hear someone else talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's been that's been me today. I've been listening to the blade itself. Um in the the narrator is absolutely loving the job that's, that's been it's been by far one of my favorite audiobooks because you can tell this person loves what they're doing uh it's been so much fun oh that's the best i love that so so thank you for coming on the podcast this has been this has been fun this has been okay. really really cool you've done amazing i feel like there's going to be so much good stuff taken from this episode um, and it was delivered so so nicely. So great. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. You know, it's 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 always nice to talk about books and writing and marketing and publishing. You know, I feel like we hit like all the all the speaking points, right? Yeah, yeah, hit all of the major parts of the yeah. the process. <laughs> um, so for all the listeners, you already know what it is. Peace out, and see you next time. Scribble notes. Uh. 
Scribble notes when I wrote these quotes If I offend, pardon me, there's more of me to grow Creative in my process, enjoy the show The will is different when you recognize the different strokes Different folks, same goals, we all want the most So when we reach the top, we can enjoy the toast The type of bread we get is fresh about the bakery Told them don't play with me With or without a degree, don't question my intensity Bravery, similar to agencies that want to see you fold So just pray for me and pray for me I ain't starting with my...